You're listening to the Post-Apocalyptic Media Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to this 51st episode of the Post-Apocalyptic Media Podcast. I'm your host, Sean, Senior Editor at PostApocalypticMedia.com. And this time, I have a guest. I have a very special guest, Tina. How are you doing, Tina? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Now, now Tina wor- works at the site. You've worked there for, what, like a year and a half or so, maybe longer? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and you're an accomplished author, right? Is oh, that- thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to talk. So, in, you know, in addition to the regular news and everything, we're going to do this episode uh, talking about Tina's book, which I read. I just finished it a couple weeks ago and I absolutely loved it. Spoiler alert. And, uh, <laughs> and, and no, I thought it was cool. And, and what's funny about the book is, you know, it, it's one of those things that I got the book because, you know, you work with me and, and I said <laughs> that would be interesting to read. So, you know, being kind of aware of the book originally was because of that, but I didn't enjoy the book because of that. I enjoyed the book because I think it, you know, it's actually a really good book. And, and I was, I, I have to be honest, I was a hundred percent ready to be like, like if I didn't like it, I'd be like, uh, well, thanks for the book. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, you, I bought the book. It's not like you, you know, you gave me the book, but I, I'm just saying like, thanks for the recommendation on your book. You know, that's, that's great. But, but I really did like it. I thought it was really cool. Um, and so we'll talk about that in the second half of the podcast and, and kind of discuss, uh, you know, without getting into, getting into spoilers and stuff, we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, so I'm excited about that. But, um, what I wanted to do first before we get into the news is kind of talk about, uh, you know, like what have we been doing, like what watching and stuff like that. And, and, um, I'll go first. <laughs> I'll okay. just go first. <laughs> uh, <good>. so <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't usually talk about this too much. We used to do this when Derek and Stephanie were on the show and, uh, and we talk about that, but you know, it's kind of weird when you're just by yourself and you're like, so Sean, what have you been watching? Oh, you know, <laughs> so I, uh, so I've been watching, I've been trying to do, I'll actually get into a lot this week because we're doing uh, Thanksgiving break here in America. And uh, so so I'm actually not, you know, schooling the kids today. And so I was able to watch some stuff. So I watched, I caught up on Wheel of Time, which is Amazon Prime uh, new show, you know, based on the Robert Jordan books from many, many, many years ago. And I, I don't know, I, I kind of... I never read the books, first of all. So I think this is, it's interesting to note that this is coming from the point of view of someone who, you know, didn't really know what to expect coming in. I mean, of of course, I was aware of the books and kind of the premise a little bit. Uh, I had to wiki, I had to look up the, you know, the wiki page and kind of (laughs) see like, and I still don't know what's what's going on, you know, even after reading that. Uh, But so the first three episodes are out. And on Friday, the fourth episode, every Friday, there's going to be a new episode. So I caught up with the first three. I'd say overall, I really enjoyed it. This isn't like an official review, but uh, overall, I really <laughs> enjoyed it. Um, it's very confusing at first. I feel like it's kind of an inside joke to, you know, Robert Jordan fans where you're kind of mm. like, you're, you're watching it and you're like, well, okay, I guess I'll find out what that means <laughs> later, you know, and, and there, there's just a lot going on. And uh, I think it gets better. You know, the first episode is just a lot of stuff. And then the second episode, you, you know, you start kind of sorting through it in your mind. And you're like, okay, that's this person. Uh, what I found, though, and this is so basic of me to say this, but it's true. <laughs> there, there's some 
very strange parallels to the Lord of the Rings. And I mean, I'm talking down to the scenes. Like there are scenes that look like they're like, like when Arwen crosses the fort of Brunin uh, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's like the same thing. And, and they go across the water with the horses and they turn back and there's just a lot of shots that are very Lord of the Rings. And, and I don't know I'm, if that was on purpose or I don't know. I'm pretty sure now don't quote me on this. This is for me like watching YouTube videos about it. I've only read the first book. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure he got a lot of inspiration from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I can as see a that. lot of high fantasy does. So maybe they were trying to like pay an homage to that. I haven't watched the show though. I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I watch. I watch a lot of my shows with with my with my partner with my husband, mm-hmm. and he is not a high fantasy fan. So if I want to watch that stuff, I watch it when he's not around. So yeah, <laughs> I will end up watching it at some point. I'm just like, he, I can't convince him to watch anything Yeah, so, that has that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like that with horror movies. I, my wife won't watch horror movies. So I'm kind of like, you know, secretly <laughs> watching horror movies. <laughs> but, yeah. It, so I, I think now, okay. So aside from the, the shots, you know, the very similar shots and everything, I, other than that, it's not really like Lord of the Rings, but mm-hmm. um, some people were calling it, you know, the Game of Thrones, the modern Game of Thrones, which I don't see. I think it's much more high fantasy. You know, there's there's really yeah. cool magic in it that you don't see in stuff like Game of Thrones. Um, so I think if you are more, you know, if you really like the the magic part of fantasy, it this definitely uh, scratches that itch, which is great. Um, but again, like I said, I you know, coming from it from a perspective of not knowing exactly what i'm getting myself into it's uh it it looks like i have a lot to learn still i have a, you know i'm looking forward <laughs> to watching the rest of it definitely so uh yeah i, I plan on watching it <laughs> yeah i mean yeah and so you read the first book uh i don't know oh, where the show God, goes <laughs> as far as far as uh which books they cover i don't i'm not sure at this point i but. i wouldn't even be able to tell you i read the book probably 10 years ago and i can't remember anything <laughs> yeah i have like almost all of them but because i read the first one and i was like oh there's like 27 of these and i was like <laughs> hmm i need to devote some time and then i never devoted the time <laughs> yeah you're like is this my new life or not <laughs> yeah it's like this will take me how long to read all of them and i should probably read them pretty close to each other so i don't forget anything and yeah, yeah it was like a commitment yeah <laughs> Well, uh, and then other than that, I, let's see, I watched a movie called The Settlers. Have you ever seen that? It came out last year. No. Um, it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's mildly post-apocalyptic. The, these mm. people land on Mars and they establish a colony and cool. they're kind of the last, they're the only people there. Well, they think they are. And then some guy comes along and takes over the colony and he's kind of, it's kind of like a thriller, like a horror thriller. You know what? Um, I think I have seen that actually. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it, I no, thought you it was, say that. I'm like, actually, no, I do remember. Actually, I remember watching something like that. So must I must have watched it when it first came out. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I think it came out last year. Uh, yeah, I liked it. It it didn't get very good reviews, but I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. Had a crazy. If, if it's the one you're talking about, I remember liking it. Yeah, yeah. I don't want like loving it. I don't want to give away too much. You know the the entire because it does have some surprises in it. But I thought it was pretty good. Um, what else? trying to think if there's anything else i've watched oh i did read the why the last man comics or at least the first one the first book um Mm -hmm. it was free on amazon prime they gave away you know they want to get you into it so you watch you read the rest of them um i'm I'm so cheap i'm just like stop there like i'm not gonna buy the rest (laughs) 
I actually read the comic uh, a few years ago, but I stopped after the first one because I did not like the main character. I found him annoying. Oh, yeah. I could see that. <laughs> so I was like, I can't. I can't with this guy. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> like, why is he the last guy? He's the worst. Yeah. It, it's funny because it's not. I've heard from a lot of people said that the, the TV show is different than the comic. And it was very, I thought it was very different. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. I yeah, should I mean, give it a shot. I was just like, oh, is that guy in it? <laughs> yeah, the TV show, the guy isn't as much of a bumbling idiot as the... <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, not as much, but still there a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's that's about it. How about you? Been up to anything? Um, I'm, I just finished watching Sweet Home, actually, and I was going to write a review on it. Oh, nice. That'll come out hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, having, I'm being locked out of WordPress. Um, but yeah, so we just watched that, and I really, really liked it. So, so we watched Squid Game like most people did yeah. a few, you know, like back in October and then Netflix kept recommending Sweet Home to us. And I was like, yeah, let's give it a shot. It's got cool monsters in it. And it was way more post-apocalyptic. It has a whole lot of really fun, like tropes. It's a bunch of like weird people trapped in an apartment building, having to survive against like a post-apocalyptic landscape. It's, it's really good. actually. Wow. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. So um, I'll obviously be posting about that. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't read it or haven't watched it, um, I recommend it. The dubbing is, eh, but I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's dubbing. <laughs> it's dubbing. Yeah. I, other than like a few parts where it was, it kind of made like a sad scene kind of funny. Um, it, it was fine, yeah. <laughs> the dubbing. So I usually like the subtitles, but yeah, I live with someone that doesn't like subtitles, so I have to suffer through the dubbing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a constant battle in our house. It's like, stop telling me to watch these movies from like Korea that have subtitles. I'm like, but I like them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I'll have to check that out. I, I completely, like you said, it just you know flew under my radar, and uh, and I I never paid attention. But now I think I'll check it out. Yeah, it doesn't look post-apocalyptic from like the even the. Um, it looks more like a zombie movie, kind of, but mm -hmm. it's it's not. It, it it's definitely got. It's got like all the stuff. It's got like cars at one point that they soup up like in Mad Max. It's nice. got like a lot of really cool characters and it's got some raiders. It's got like everything you could possibly want. <laughs> That's awesome. And the production value is pretty good. The monsters are, are creepy. So That's <laughs> like the perfect formula right there for everything yeah, you it's great. named. Cool. Okay. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get into the news. Uh, we have a couple little things that, like there's this movie com coming out <clears throat> That's called, let's see, it has Chloe Grace Moritz in it. It's called Mother mm -hmm. Android, like mother slash android. Uh, it's coming out on, let's see, December 17th, so a little less than a month. And it looks pretty good. Like, it, it looks like basically, so, so the idea is people have had androids around, and the androids have been helpers. You know, it's kind of, it actually reminds me a lot of Fallout 4. You know the sims. ah yeah or like sea of rust maybe too oh yeah 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 um so the, you know the the robots are helpers and then they decide one day something happens and and they all turn against the humans so they're mm -hmm. trying to escape and they're trying to get and she's pregnant so her and her boyfriend are trying to get to a safe place so the baby can be born you know without being killed and so they but mm. to get there they have to go to boston and to get there they have to go through this like danger zone of androids and where there's no checkpoints or anything, and, and it's just a free-for-all. So it's, you know, high action, uh, lots of crazy, creepy androids, according to the trailer. I mean, these things have the blue glowing eyes like synths in, uh, mm, you know, in Fallout. Yeah, they look freaky. Yeah, and, and they're just <laughs> running at you. It's like run. It's basically a Ooh, zombie movie, so but with androids. Yeah, it, it looks really, 
really creepy, but I love it. Like it a Terminator like... ran fast. Yes. <laughs> the T-1000. Like yeah, the T-1000. Yeah, T-1000. Yeah, yeah. It was just a creepy metal. <laughs> yeah. It's those eyes, though. I had to put that Ugh. scene in the uh, in the, the picture for the, for the article I wrote where it just mm-hmm. shows like a blurry image in the background, but you can just see those eyes. Oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> you think but... they'd turn them off if they wanted to be stealthy, but maybe they don't yeah. realize they're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably... Robot. That's freaky, actually. Um, robots are so scary because they're so their tensile strength is so strong. Like if they get a hold of you, you're dead. Basically. Oh yeah. And I think that's what's so creepy about them is that you really can't fight them. You can't taunt them or do anything to like. <laughs> yeah, that's you know. a good point. <laughs> I think that's why they're so scary because they're just like the ultimate, the ultimate predator when they decide to be. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like with zombies. The you know mm-hmm. you know you know how to get rid of them. Like you shoot them in the head. And if you had, yeah. if everyone has as good of aim as Rick Grimes, you know, just headshot, headshot, <laughs> headshot, then it's no worry, right? But, but yeah. androids, it's like, oh, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah. Yeah. Some bullets <laughs> wouldn't even be able to like penetrate them. So like yeah. you'd have to use a pretty big gun. <laughs> yeah. I saw in the trailer, she fires a gun from like the back of a motorcycle or something. And I'm just like, it better be like, you know, a small gun. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I really, um, I'm interested because I, I find in movies a lot of the time, like pregnancy isn't addressed properly i feel like it's always like either like hyper like uh like hyperbolic or it's mm. like not mentioned at all and I, I really hope they like spend some time making it a bit more realistic yeah. it's like a pet fever vine just because I've, I've been pregnant twice <laughs> so i'm like it's not like that yeah <laughs> it's funny how we do that you know with with our own experiences we're like that's not true mm-hmm. what are they doing yeah it's... yeah <laughs> so then again it might be true for someone else but yeah <laughs> All right. Well, let's go on to this next uh, next little bit bit here. This is a uh, Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. <laughs> so, this movie actually releases today, as the day we're recording this, which is Wednesday. Oh. And oh, I'm excited. I didn't realize. This. <laughs> yeah, and but uh, so I wrote an article about it saying, is it available on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu? But it's not. That's just, that's the spoiler oh. there. Uh, it's it's just in theaters, and you know we've been spoiled this last you know year and a half or so where we think, Mm -hmm. you know, we're so used to not going to theaters and seeing things on demand at home. And it's been great for an introvert like me, you know, you just, you don't have to go (laughs) anywhere. You just, so, so now, you know, these things are coming to theaters again and it's kind of like, oh, I have to go outside and I have to go see this movie (sighs) or I have to wait. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so this one, if you want to watch it at home, you have to wait a little while. I think it's usually about 45 days, you know, when movies come to, uh, come to video on demand. So, yeah, and, and so you're a big fan of the Resident Evil series, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I never played the first one, I will admit, because I didn't have a PS1. Mm-hmm. But Resident Evil 2 I started with. I, I like, borrowed my cousins one time, and I, like, was super hooked. And so I've played most of the games. Um, my husband actually has played, I think, every single one multiple times, even the new ones that came out recently, like the small little... They have those, like, small little games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's yeah. played those, too. And so, yeah, we're, we're big fans in my house. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait till my kids are old enough, but they're way too young now, but <laughs> they're only four. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little another, too Another eight years or so, maybe, so... <laughs> yeah. They'll probably be on, like, Resident Evil 23 by then or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the, the premise of this one is it's kind of like a reboot where, right? you know, so so they already did. I'm mean, 2002, I think, was the first movie with uh, Mila. The Mila Jovovich, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so she's been in all six of the previous movies. And it was always, you know, a big hit. People love those movies. Well, now they're rebooting it. New stars. She's not in it. 
and they're they're kind of going back to the beginning they're showing the origins of the umbrella corp and they're and they're showing like you know how because when that corporation left raccoon city it, it kind of left mm-hmm. it in a in desolation and stuff so they're showing why that happened and, and kind of the you know beginnings there which is really super interesting that's really cool because the Milowens never really addressed that. They were just kind of like, this is an evil corporation and here's yeah. some weird monsters I found. And it was all about her mainly. I think it's really cool to see like the, it's almost like it's getting a bit more, uh, not political, but like, like it, depth, giving a bit more depth, I guess you yeah. could say. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And kind of oh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. It looks creepy too. Like they look, oh, oh the, the liquors. I'm like, oh yeah. That's no. one thing that that series has always been good at is creepiness. Yeah. I'll never forget, like, I was, I don't know how old I was, like, 12 or something, and my cousin was playing the second one, and when the birds go through the window, and I was, like, oh, yeah. screaming my head off. And my mom was like, what are you doing? I'm like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. So so it looks like, and, and the director even said he was trying to make this one even scarier than the other ones, so, and trying to, like, focus on that and focus on the backstory and everything. So it seems cool. It seems like even if you've seen all the other movies and you're kind of like, well, you know, I kn- I've seen them all. It's like, this will go back and kind of explain stuff and, and be a little deeper. So it seems interesting. That sounds, that sounds awesome. I'm super excited. I probably won't go to the theater. I think it's only in the States too. And I'm not in the oh, States. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in Canada. Actually, Resident Evil 2 uh, was, the movie was filmed in Toronto, which oh. I always think is cool. So every time we go to, I'm near Toronto, every time I go there, I'm like, oh, look, it's the tower that she repels down. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's actually kind of neat. Huh. <laughs> Toronto's a big place for filming videos and movies yeah. and stuff. Silent Hill was filmed near my town. There was parts of Silent Hill filmed in Toronto, stuff like that. So... <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I I read an article about uh, the Last of Us series filming mm-hmm. in in, uh, in is it in Calgary that they're filming? Yeah, in Alberta. Yeah. So that that's pretty far from where I am. It's like, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of make a comparison in the states. I guess for Texas is I guess oh someone's gonna correct me, but like if like Texas is is in line, then we're more like ohio kind of like that's the distance like that's probably not accurate at all but we're not i can't i can't drive to calgary (laughs) yeah yeah that makes sense i mean it could but it would take me a day and a half (laughs) yeah yeah so but i think what's what's uh interesting about the filming of uh, of that movie you know that's going on right now last of us is they said that they're actually recreating jackson wyoming in calgary outside of calgary and uh because of they has basically has the same scenery but Jackson, Wyoming is so freaking expensive <laughs> that, oh. the, you know, and then like the, the, the cost of filming there and everything is so expensive. They're like, well, let's just do it, you know, over here <laughs> in a different Why country. So expensive? I don't know. There's like nobody that li- like nobody lives there. <laughs> it's a, it's a tourist <laughs> no trap. <laughs> my, my wife and I actually went there on, in June, uh, oh, for our anniversary and it was so expensive. Like I'm talking seven, $800, really? uh, hotel rooms. Like it was crazy. That's it, shocking to me because I've yeah. always wanted to go, and I'm like, oh, there's no one there. It'll be cheap. It's like going to like the like really northern Ontario. I guess yeah. not. No, it's, <laughs> I guess because it's so beautiful there. Yeah, it, it's a tourist track. It's it's basically it's called Jackson Hole because it's like the only way to get into Yellowstone is to go through Jackson, and uh, and so you know everyone's kind of funneled through there. So it's yeah, they, it's a trap totally. <laughs> it's like that little town in front of the Grand Canyon. If you go in, like yeah. The, like the, the southern entrance or whatever it is or the eastern entrance <laughs> it's like everything's like a million dollars so you know it makes sense that they would film uh in, you know somewhere else in canada i guess that you know that would be cheaper than you know mm-hmm. but still have the same beautiful scenery so 
Very cool. Very cool. Um, all right. So we have another movie that's coming out soon, December 17th, actually the same as <laughs> that other movie. Uh, it's called Last Words. And this one, it just hit my radar the other day. It, was, it has Nick Nolte in it, who is now 80 years old, which wow. is crazy. They were talking in, in this article I was reading that he he was just as energetic as he was when he was in his 30s and 40s. You know, it's, it's crazy. Um, so this movie is about a tsunami's hit. The year is now 2086 and everything is pretty much destroyed. And there's this one guy who thinks he's the last survivor and he's kind of walking around. He's an African refugee and he's in uh, Greece. They're, they're going to Athens, Greece. And he doesn't like he doesn't know, you know, what's going on or anything. And he hears some kind of call, they say. Uh, I don't really know anything about that, but they say it's like a mysterious call that kind of draws him to Athens. It's almost like the stand, you know, mm. where they, they, they're they all like called through oh, their yeah. dreams to go to one place. Um, so he gets there and he meets Nick Nolte and a bunch of other people and they're talking about cinema. I mean, they're, you know, they're so old that they remember like pre-apocalypse. They remember movies and, and film and how this works. So they're telling him about it. So they're it. basically us in, in the Yeah, 20s. exactly. Exactly. It's like <laughs> what we would be. <laughs> yeah. We're like, I remember websites. Yeah. yeah, I remember pre-internet. Yeah, so <laughs> they uh, so they teach him all about it, and he's so intrigued by it and about the 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 whole idea of capturing things on film that he wants to be like the last filmmaker. So they make a camera for him, you know. They all, or I guess they all make a camera together, and and then he goes out and sets out to record, you know, put things on film. It's kind of a cool idea. It's also one of those things where it's like, well, of course, a filmmaker made this film about mm -hmm. film, you know. <laughs> Oh, is this the one that's similar to Lake Cinema Paradiso? Yes, yes. Oh, okay. That sounds really interesting. I like artsy movies, so I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh, cool. I was like, this sounds familiar. I'm like, where did I read about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. So it's it's a cool idea. Like, Cinema Paradiso was from the 80s, I think like 87, 88, something like that. Yeah, I watched it a long time ago. Yeah, so they, it's it's almost like, you know, the same type of thing. Um Mm -hmm. Yeah, it That's seems neat. very cool, though. seems like a good idea for a movie. I uh, I don't know. Like, it's coming out on the 17th. And let's see. It's already in Europe, I guess. But it's coming out in Euro in US, the U.S. and the rest of the world on December 17th. I don't know what that means exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, in theaters? In a select few fancy yeah. theaters? <laughs> yeah. The artsy ones? I had to go see The Road in like one of the only artsy theaters around because I didn't have it when it came out like oh. in regular theaters. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> Where I live. To go to a fancy theater. <laughs> the cinema. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. All right, uh, let's see. And then there's one other piece of news I wanted to talk about. And this is, uh, I just wrote about this today. There's this new movie called Wormwood Apocalypse. Now, have you ever seen the original Wormwood? I think it was 2014. Uh, it's, a, <sighs> I it's like a gory zombie movie. But basically what it is, is it's just, you know, it's all about the action. It's all about blowing heads up and stuff like that. It's not. I it, think I did. It was on Netflix, right? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I've watched pretty much every zombie movie, but some of them blend in together. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> well, this one is, it's kind of made to not think about it. You know, it's like one of those where you just sit down and you're like, I don't want to think about anything. I just want to watch somebody. <laughs> blow zombies up so this is the the sequel and they just released the trailer for it and it i think it looks great i mean it's kind of like um 
like army of darkness you know that oh fun (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it's like fun gory just blowing stuff up and killing zombies so that's what it looks like to me uh it looks like a good time uh i'm I'm excited sounds like fun to me (laughs) i gotta check out the trailer now (laughs) yeah yeah it's it looks super cool a lot of action um but it's it's an australian movie and it's already been selected for like the sydney film festival and brisbane international film festival stuff like that Uh, oh cool yeah so it's 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 gaining attention you know which is cool and i think a lot of that's because it's a sequel but it's not supposed to come out until february uh oh and actually that's only in australia so we 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 can't (laughs) wait some time (laughs) yeah so before it comes to netflix or hulu or something like that it'll probably be next year uh middle next year probably but Mm, yeah yeah looks cool oh that sounds awesome yeah all right that is all of our news that i had for us to talk about we just whipped right through that uh (laughs) so now i want to talk about your book oh cool so (laughs) i'm just like (laughs) blushing i'm like oh every time people ask me i'm like oh (laughs) so uh I okay. I feel weird giving the 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 synopsis of it, you know, to, to the author. But in please, you know, correct me if I leave anything out. But <laughs> sure. So basically, what it is, and here's what what I got out of it. Kind of my my favorite, you know, main points is it's post apocalyptic. It's a it's like thirty thirty five years after the apocalypse, mm-hmm. and yep. it's uh, so you have this main character uh, Delia, and she is you know, kind of like badass and she, you know, she loves guns. She, you know, she's very, but, but, but what usually happens with these types of characters is she has a deeper, you know, she has many layers and she has, she's much deeper. She's more sensitive than that. And, you know, which we find out later. Um, and, and so she is, there's this man named Gennaro who they originally are about to kill each other. And then they, mm-hmm. they, they kind of grow into to traveling partners and then from there, you know, it goes a little deeper. Um, and I like the fact, I really like the fact that it's it's a gritty world. You know, it's it's talking about the grit of living in the apocalypse. But also, there's a love story. And I don't think that's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, it's, I think it's pretty set up. It's, okay. it's very long. It's a, my, my dad actually was like, why did it take so long? I'm like, because it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it needed to be. Um <laughs> But yeah, I thought I thought that was cool that there's like this love story. You don't really see that a lot. And I think maybe not everyone wants to see that, you know, but I think that it was a, a good change and it was a good, um, I don't want to say unexpected because it really wasn't, uh, you know, right away. But I think it was a nice kind of, you know, I don't know how to explain it. Like the the <laughs> level of the, the, the level of the, the kind of romance and stuff was I thought it was perfect. It didn't turn into Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, it was just, it was like yeah, this nice... Yeah, I definitely didn't want it to be like a romance romance with like yeah. a post-apocalypse setting. I was just like, what if we show, you know, that people can still form these these relationships and have that in their lives despite this kind of terrible setting that they're part of? Like, like kind of like how our, our people, you know, are still people even if they're in a terrible situation. And I kind of wanted to show that, that it was like, you know, you can still find love in the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and redemption and whatever. <laughs> that's exactly, I mean, that's what I was trying to say. You should write a book about this. That's, oh, wait, you did. <laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, I think that's, I think it's perfect. It's like you said, so many of these types of things are talking about desolation and, you know, hard ass 
dudes who like you know will never <laughs> find love and and so i think it was cool to have that aspect of it where you know like you said you can still find a relationship or you know or love or whatever through all this you know because people want that people don't want to just kill each other all the time you know so mm-hmm. so i think that was interesting and I, yeah and i wanted her to be because a lot of the times like i read a lot of like the <clears throat> obviously post-apocalyptic fiction and sometimes uh, like a woman will show up like three quarters of the way through and she'll be like the kind of like the prize almost of the mm. of the protagonist yeah. for like completing the mission and they fall in love but i'm like they don't have a deep enough connection usually i find it's, it almost feels like like stereotypical that this would happen so like i want to make it so it's a realistic real story of people having a connection not just a thing that you expect from the movie like oh yeah they're going to get together i was like no i want to show that they have a future yeah past the story it's not just a you know <laughs> yeah. that makes any sense no it does i think that's actually that's a good point because you there are too many times where it's like well i'm the last man you're the last woman you know here mm-hmm. we go so <laughs> And it's and it's more than that, where they're kind of they start out as enemies and they kind of grow together. So it's I think that's a cool aspect of it. Yeah, Definitely. thanks. <laughs> um, so where I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I want to know like where do you, did you get your inspiration for this book? Like you know, to, <laughs> let me know the you know the process of how you got this. Sure. So I started writing it. I, I had to like look through when people asked me. So I started writing. It, I think I'm like about 2010. So <clears throat> I I played a lot of Fallout in my life, and so a lot of it comes from from that from that world. And obviously, it's not like a copy of Fallout, but you know, it, it, most post-apocalyptic stories have similar kind of mm-hmm. scenes and tropes and stuff. Uh, but also, Book of Eli was a big inspiration. So I think actually, Gennaro, he actually comes from that. Now that I think about it, so in that movie, the one with Gary Oldman and Mila Kunis. Mm-hmm. from like I think 29 20, 2009 or something there is a secondhand man to the bad guy and I always wondered I'm like why are these dudes doing this like what's their like what's their motivation for being you know the secondhand man of this awful person mm-hmm. and that kind of spawned this idea I'm like what if I wrote a story about the secondhand man who leaves <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> who decides he doesn't want to be like like what why is he in this position like because we never really learn about them they're always just like the hired help or like the goons you know that they kind of are cannon fodder and i'm like no i want to know about this person and how uh, how he came to be where he is and yeah. so that's kind of where that came from and then other other like homages come from other stuff like uh various post the movies and books and stuff uh, you know there's a little bit of nods to everything. Like there's mutants in it because that's a big, you know, trope that we see a lot. There's like a reference. There's a small bit of zombies because obviously there's a kind of a joke about vampires. I kind of was like bringing in all these different kind of aspects that I enjoyed from mm. the genre. And because I self-published it, I could just put in whatever I wanted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's basically kind of where the idea came from. Cool. I like that. That's that's a good that's a good point. You know, you see the the main bad guy. But he always has a sidekick, and it's like, what, mm-hmm. what's his thought? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like, what's his deal? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now, did you, so when you first set out to write it, did it turn out the way you originally wanted it to, to start out? Yeah, I did want it to, to kind of be like, um, almost like episodic. Like, each each chapter kind of has a different thing to contend with. But I definitely didn't envision... Um, I'm trying to explain it like so much to it and I don't want to like spoil anything. Yeah. The the ending was actually a lot different. Like there's a twist at the end that actually my writing mentor suggested. Like she didn't suggest that specific twist, but she said, Oh, you need to do something else at the ending. It can't just be this. It has to you have to have something a little more 
more interesting. And so that made me go back and rejig a few things in the story. Like the, the book was actually um, part of my grad certificate in creative writing. So mm-hmm. I had a an author, Canadian author, uh, basically go through it and provide like a really deep developmental edit of it and suggest changes and cut things, add things, things like that. So um, that was one of the things I'm really thankful to her for because I never would have thought of that on my own. It would have kind of felt like a very lackluster ending now that I think about it without that kind of twist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you probably know what I'm talking about, but honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> spoil it. <laughs> yeah, I know um, what... Yeah, there were scenes that I had pictured in my head or had written down to include, um, like the golf course scene was something I always wanted to have. The final kind of romance thing at the end was something I always wanted to have. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Perth and Mort were always kind of there yeah. as, as side characters. Mort, for sure, he's based on my dog, Denny, who's a pug, and he's the book's actually dedicated to my husband and to Denny. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a he's a tough little thing. <laughs> yeah, I it's funny. I, I found myself relating to Perth, mm-hmm. I think, you know, being the kind of old guy who's... But I, I liked his character because he, <laughs> he brought in a lot of, uh, like, pop culture stuff. He's like, you guys remember this? And they're like, what? No. Because he's so <laughs> we much... We don't old. even know what TVs are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so, he's so much older than them. And he was pre, you know, pre-apocalypse, so... Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, I called him like a millennial in his 60s. That's kind of yeah. what I refer to him as. Because I'm yeah. like, okay, <laughs> like I'm an old millennial. So like, <laughs> I'm like 85, I'm like right on the edge. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, what would I be like if I was an old person in the in the, in an apocalypse? I, like, I'd probably be quoting stuff that, you know, from 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, it's so true. It's so accurate. I love it. Um <laughs> So, I mean, you you said you had this kind of mapped out. I mean, are you going to go from here? Are you gonna, is there going to be like a part two or or what? I don't know. So uh, I might. I, I was starting to write a um, like a like a free kind of like chapter that was like set after featuring two of the characters that come in later. Um, Karn and Lily, uh, kind of about their life. Um, just like a short little snippet, but I haven't finished it yet. Hmm. <laughs> And I, I might write a sequel or maybe a prequel one day, but I'm not I'm not sure. Um, I'd have to get like inspiration for it. Yeah. Like it would just have to come to me one day when I'm walking my dog and I'd be like, actually, that'd be really cool. And then it would have to like spawn. It takes me a few few weeks or months sometimes to kind of formulate an idea before I start writing it just to make sure it's all fleshed out. I can't just sit and start. I have to like brew on it for a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm also busy right now with my base opera trilogy so when that's done then maybe <laughs> yeah why don't we talk about that so what uh oh, sure yeah so because mm-hmm. this was your first book and i don't even think i mm-hmm. named the book it's called what branches grow <laughs> people are yeah, listening yeah. and they're like what what is she talking about yeah yeah what branches, what branches grow, grow? <laughs> yeah so the, from T.S. Eliot's the wasteland <laughs> oh yeah the title itself yeah <laughs> that's cool uh so then you have so that was your first book and now what are you working on now or what did you just published oh. one, right? Another one? Yep, I just released Escaping First Contact, and that's a like a space opera. So it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy ish, kind of meets um, uh, I don't know, <laughs> like <laughs> basically like any kind of space opera you can think of. So it's a it's a bunch of humans and aliens having to work together, even though they don't like each other, and they have to try to escape this massive derelict spaceship. Mm-hmm. And then it spawns from there into like a galactic war kind of story with books two and three. So they're 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 written, they're done. I just finished getting the edits back for my editor. So oh. the second one's coming out in January and the third one's coming out in March. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so that's, that's one that when you sat down, you said, this is going to be a trilogy, right? Yep. Okay. That one for sure. I sat down. I was like, this is going to be uh, three parts. Cause I didn't want, cause there's like a page thing. I don't want to have a 300 
thousand word one book. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one will read it. But if you have three little books, people are more likely to read it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like the days of like the stand, those are over. You know, nobody, I mean, people yeah. like the little I mean, chunks. He can publish yeah. probably <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a 900 word book or a 900 page book, but yeah. <laughs> not me. Yeah. But yeah, also it was kind of fun because then I got to have three covers and the, there's a cool spaceship on each cover. And, but it's like in a different position with like different things against it. It was, it was really fun to, to, to work on that. Awesome. <laughs> and it was fun because I got to give this, the characters a lot, uh, a lot of depth and backstory and stuff because it spanned three books. So, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about, uh, I mean, is this just something that you think you will uh, just continue forever? I mean, is it like a, you have other ideas for other books? Oh, yeah. You know yeah. This is, like, this is like my main hobby, I would say. And I, I, I mean, it costs money because you have to pay for an editor and you have to pay for the covers and everything. But I'm like, a lot of people drop like $3,000 on their golf clubs. So I'm yeah. like, I can drop, you know, every few years, <laughs> a little bit of money on my books. Uh, you know, my next project that I have for sure is um, actually my husband and I are working together on this horror novel. Uh, nice. So he is obsessed with horror. <laughs> nice. And I like watching horror. And so we were like, what if we like, what if I write the story and you help me make it really scary? So it's about like a family being haunted by a ghost. My four-year-old, so she was about two and a half at the time, and she says something. She was like, oh, the Nona Dusa is following me. I'm like, what the Ugh. heck is that? And then, <laughs> I know, right? Kids say weird stuff. And so then I'm like, I kept asking her, I'm like, where is the Nona Dusa? She's like, she lives in the shed. I'm like, what? Oh, man. <laughs> Who is this? Like, what does she look like? And she described this like creepy, creepy thing. And I'm like, oh. Then I was like, hey, I should write a story about this. And then my husband and I were talking on a long drive one time. We were like plotting it out. I'm like, this would be really fun. So I think we might. We might, I might start that next. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I love, oh. I love horror stuff. Like, I, I think you know, like growing up in the '80s, a lot mm -hmm. of post-apocalyptic stuff was. Well, there was a lot of horror, you know, in general, but post-apocalyptic was always kind of mixed in with that, you know. And, yeah. And so I, th I think that's really cool, and I like the fact that you're doing so many different. You know, you have like a, a normal kind of post-apocalyptic road book, and then you have uh you know the space odyssey and, and a trilogy you know too <laughs> and now you have this so that's cool it's like a it's a nice portfolio yeah i don't I yeah i don't like to like stick with the same thing i, I don't know i like to branch out because i'm writing it as like a hobby not like you know trying to appeal to everybody i yeah. can write what i want to write and that's kind of nice and that's kind of one of the nice things about self-publishing is you can i mean you still should listen to your editor when they say this you know this paragraph sucks cut it out <laughs> but uh <laughs> you do have more creative control which is nice yeah <laughs> Or it could always you could always make a big like Hugh Howie as well, you know. With yeah, the that's so. true. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the in the back of you know authors head, indie authors heads they're probably like you know I don't really care if I do this, but it would be really cool. <laughs> to, I think one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like awesome if someone liked it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah. And I mean, I'm up for criticism too. I've had some people say, "Oh, what branches grow certain things?" I'm like, "That's fine." <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's yeah I think it's interesting and and. I think that we probably have a lot of people who come to our site who are authors themselves. Uh, at least that's my theory is we have a lot of people who are interested in, you know, telling a story that's, that's similar to, you know, what they, I mean, we've been in this pandemic for so long and, and a lot of people mm -hmm. are kind of, you know, kind of formulating stories while they're at home or working from home and things like that. So do you have any advice for someone who is looking to get into this? Like to start writing? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, I'd say like one of the things that, I mean, I started writing when I was really young. I was probably like 12 or 13. And what I first did was I read this fantasy book. I don't even know what it is now. And I didn't like the ending. So I like rewrote it. I'm like, I can write a new ending. And then that kind of spawned into like writing my own story. So I, I think a good way for people to start is to actually write fan fiction. So take a oh. book that you really like and like write write a side story about the characters or make your own characters or if you want put yourself in the story like whatever and then that'll help you kind of learn how you write and how you like to write and then once you feel comfortable kind of with words <laughs> you know mm. with with putting them out there then you can actually try to write your own thing I mean some people don't do that some people just start right away and that, that's fine but if you aren't sure where to start or how to world build take something you already know and just like practice with that and I, I found that that for me helped me kind of you know get into writing because <laughs> yeah. I had like the it's almost like I had a blueprint there to help me get started yeah that's so. super interesting that's a good point I, I guess I never thought about that but that's yeah and people publish their fan I mean what what you mentioned it before 50 shades of gray that was a fan fiction of twilight yeah. somehow I have not read it <laughs> no offense to anyone who does but not my genre <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's cool um all right well I I think that's uh we'll probably start wrapping this show up but um mm -hmm. i wanted to mention first uh we have other stuff on the site that i wanted to talk about you know besides just the news we have tons of reviews stephanie's been doing reviews of foundation uh walking dead world beyond fear of the walking dead there's a anime called Muv love Alter alternative i think it's uh oh. wait, alternative episode that I'm, I'm looking at her uh, at the article she's written but so she does she watches these shows and writes these reviews on them and they're getting tons of hits, you know, especially the Walking Dead ones, because everyone is, you know, kind of watching these spinoffs while the regular mm -hmm. Walking Dead is, you know, in hiatus until it comes back in whatever it's supposed to be, like in February or something. Uh, so, you know, if you're looking for reviews on all these latest shows, you know, head to the site, postapocalyptic.com. Stephanie's been killing it with these things. Just, it's like every weekend, all these shows come out at once and I don't know how she does it. She watches them all and writes it up in like Sundays, but it's really uh, cool. Yeah, uh, she, she has, <laughs> she's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have uh, our social media, of course, we have, we're doing, in addition to, you know, the regular Facebook, Twitter, all that kind of stuff, we do have a TikTok and it's run by me. So I'm, you know, 46 and I'm doing a TikTok. So don't expect, <laughs> you know, the, the latest trends or anything like that. Um, and then uh, and then we have streaming, too, on, on our Twitch channel. And all this stuff is going to be linked in the show notes uh, for this episode. But you can check out our Twitch channel where I stream. Lately, I've been streaming Fallen Earth. It's a, a MMO that came back recently. And I've just been loving it, just playing the heck out of it. I played it back when it came out. And so it's like nostalgia, you know, going back to that game. So. Uh, but there are other games that I plan on streaming. I do plan on making like another run through Fallout 4. Although, man, when I think about that, sometimes I'm like, that is going to be oh, going all the way back to the beginning. It's going <laughs> to be painful. I always start it and I never get to the end. I never do. Yeah, yeah. that's. <laughs> I just romance Hancock and then I get bored. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Um, yeah, so it's... it's, uh, it's so, you know, I hope to stream a lot more, and, and but it's only post-apocalyptic uh, games that I'll be streaming on there. So, yeah, definitely a lot of fun. And I like to, you know, when I do these streams, I'm, I'm kind of like inviting people to tell me, you know, like, hey, you know, what should I do here? What, you know, what kind of choices should I make here? So the, the viewers actually get to participate a little bit, which is pretty fun. Ooh, it's like choose your own adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell Sean what to do is 
<laughs> kill this guy or don't kill this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so we have fun with that. But uh, yeah, check all that out. Again, like I said, I'll have links in the show notes for the show. And you can just uh, go straight from there. But that is it for this episode. Uh, Tina, again, I want to thank you for coming on. This is really a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed your book. And I, I'm probably going to pick up the other books that you've written uh well the, well the one you wrote and then the, the you know the rest of the trilogy when it comes out but, but oh thank you <laughs> i appreciate yeah i appreciate you coming on um, yeah um you guys can find it on amazon yeah. or kobo or google or any of the places <laughs> yeah, yeah but the space opera is only on amazon so. oh okay cool because it's on kindle unlimited for a while so oh, yeah okay. it has to be only on amazon <laughs> that's cool okay yeah definitely check that out Anyone who's interested in, uh, you know, I, we didn't get into too many spoilers, but uh, it's just trust me. It's a good book. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm watching. <laughs> All right. So everyone take care. And uh, and I hope you enjoy that. This is not a video. We're, we're no longer doing video. It's just audio. So enjoy not seeing me talk. That's <laughs> that's, a, that's a bonus, extra bonus. there. Um, so, yeah, join us next week. We'll be back with audio only and as always stay alive out there and always be ready for the big one thanks everyone <laughs>